This episode of Business and Bourbon is brought to you by BombBomb.com, rehumanizing communication. I've personally used BombBomb on a daily basis and have sent nearly 5,000 videos to connections and business partners. It's a way to really create a personal relationship while still leveraging technology and being efficient. BombBomb has offered a special offer to listeners of this program. Through the bombbomb.com forward slash business and bourbon link, you can get a 14-day trial, and once you sign up, you'll get a lavalier mic as well. But it has to be through the bombbomb.com forward slash business and bourbon site. So again, that is bombbomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B.com forward slash business and bourbon. Now enjoy the show. I am not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. This guy, we're going to have a hard time shutting him up. I will run my mouth all program, Ronnell. It used to be a bad thing to be different. You remember you at the lunchroom table, man? You know, if you looked a little different, you get cracked on. You get what they call joned on, right? Yeah, I'm still suffering from that, bro. Bro, me, me and you both. We talk about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A has had a share of controversy. Sure have. Right? But... They make but you pe- still eat Chick-fil-A, But you Nate. still eat it. I don't care what you still <laughs> Why do we keep on Are we hungry? You have remarkable people who look excellent in person, but they look raggedy online. And so I am the superhero for the anti-raggedy. 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 Welcome to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I'm Ronnell Richards, the creator and host of Business and Bourbon. You know, all of us come to a point in our lives when... Either we're forced to make change or we decide to make a change and we want to go in a new direction with our careers and and our professional lives. A lot of times, it's not by choice. You know, in today's episode, I brought in Nick Nelson. And Nick is a good friend of mine and we've had the opportunity to sit down and have long talks about what it's like to transition, what it's like to be at the top of the mountain, go back down to the bottom, and have to climb that mountain back up again. It's not easy. It's exhilarating, it's fun, and it's scary as hell. So Nick and I got together and talked about what that journey was like for him and what it was like for me. This episode's called Talking Shit with Nick. <laughs> Once you guys take a listen to it, I'm sure you'll understand why. So hey, I want you to go ahead and grab that glass, grab that mug, grab that favorite cup, whatever it is, Go ahead and pour your beverage into that, whatever it is you like to drink, because it's about to go down. Pour that beverage in there, pull up a chair, sit down next to us, and enjoy a little business and bourbon. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon. You are once again in the house with Ronnell. We are at King and Duke, and another beautiful day. I don't know if it's just... Uh, every time I come down here, I'm bringing beautiful days or just Atlanta is that awesome. I guess it's Atlanta in the springtime. It's pretty dope. Um, today, y'all are in for a treat because I brought a guy in here. I, I don't even, typically, before we sit down and record, I send everyone a prep document because I want to get a little bit of background. I want to know a little bit about, a little more about them. I want to know a little more about their background and, um, 
yeah, just you know, make sure that we're fully prepared to, to have to give you guys a great show. This time, full disclosure, I did not, because this guy, we're gonna have a hard time shutting him up. <laughs> I will run my mouth all program, Ronnell. <laughs> but all jokes aside, this is one of my friends and certainly um, someone that I'm very pleased to have on the show, and it's gonna be a good time. So make sure you buckle up, get ready. It's going down. I've got the the official Nick F. Nelson brandpreneur in the house on the show. What's going on, Nick? How you doing, man? I, I couldn't be any better. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm having some drinks. I got Bro, Nick F. It, Nelson. Is it not a beautiful day out here, or what? It's a beautiful day out here, man. I'm I mean, like, you. like this is the this is the first time in a long time, man. I, it feels like spring, doesn't it? That's how you know it's going to be a fantastic episode, it's, right? It's going to be a fantastic episode because I've got Nick. I've got a couple of drinks. Oh my god! It's goodness. all. What else do we need? What else do you need? So this is how we we always start the show talking about what we are drinking. Nick, what are you drinking? Tito's and soda. That is your, uh, you know what, they need to start paying you. They do. <laughs> Tito's and soda with a lime, baby. I think you need a sponsorship deal. Hey, man. Them. Let's hey. work on that. Hey. Can I get 10%? Can we please work on that? Tito's, listen, this guy, he has, I, I think that he, he has Tito's like on tap at the house. Like, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a personal bottle of Tito's that says Nick on it at my house. So when he shows up, I know that's his drink. So Tito's, come holler at some brothers. Come holler at us. Okay. Please. Now, I am enjoying a very classic beverage here, Sazerac. Once again, done here at, at K&D. How do you spell that? S-A-Z-E-R-A-C. What? So here's the thing. You don't know this, Nick. Mm-hmm. But I I won the spelling bee in the fourth grade. Are you serious? I was that good. Now wow, I, I, I have wow. Okay. I have gone down every year since then. <laughs> and if you're getting a text from me or a DM from me, oh man, it's not that pretty. But in the fourth grade, as I was at my LeBron peak. Wow, wow. Yeah, when it comes to to the to, to wow, spelling, I could have used you when I created this business because I spelled the name all wrong. You did so. <laughs> Segway. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your business, man. Tell the people what you do. Yeah, I um, I assist business professionals, uh, groups, organizations, uh, in terms of getting noticed. So my thing here is, um, you have remarkable people who look excellent in person, but they look raggedy online. And so I am the superhero for the anti-raggedy. I love it. Right? I make certain that uh, the remarkable person that you are that shows up in person, uh, you look as equally remarkable online. And that's the thing that I saw, is that many people uh, are afraid of online. Like for us, this is kind of like, this is second nature. But for yep. most people, it isn't, right? They don't know what to say. Uh, they're not satisfied with how they look. Um, they're scared of it, right? Somebody gives them a friend request, they're going bananas if they don't know them, mm -hmm. right? And so... Uh, I help people get comfortable with that, but then I also uh, assist them with um, finding clients uh, okay. and, and the right client for them. Man, I love that. And here's the thing. I think that it's something that, man, people have to take serious. Mm -hmm. Your online presence, man, I'm telling you. There are a lot of, like you, I'll use your word, there's a lot of raggedy profiles oh out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! And, LinkedIn is a cesspool full of raggedy headshots. And if you think it doesn't matter, and raggedy matter, profiles. See, there are 400 million profiles on LinkedIn right now. 
and there are more being added every single day. So basically, you're in a sea of raggediness. So, so, so the benefit for you is if you're on top of your game and you get my man Nick, the brandpreneur, to go ahead and take care of you, now you stand out. That, well, that's what you say, get noticed, right? You get noticed. That's what it's all about. It's, it's being different, mm-hmm. right? It used to be a bad thing to be different. You remember you at the lunchroom table, man? And, you know, if you looked a little different, you get cracked on. You get what they call joned on, right? Yeah, I'm still suffering from that, bro. Bro, me (laughs) me and you both. With me, I have a big head. But I leverage my big head to my advantage now, Uh right? But back in the day when I had this big old head, I used to get joned on, man. Right? But, you know, nowadays it, it, it pays to stand out. Right. Because everybody is just doing the same stuff. Yes. Yes. You had the big head, man. I had I was the Husky jeans kid. <laughs> like, no joke. I was Husky jeans, you know. And, it, and, and you know, you know, they didn't make jeans back then for bruh, us. So I bruh. had this I had this skinny um, waist. Right. Uh-huh. But my I don't know what the sizes were, but my pants were so big. I couldn't get a belt. It was crazy. You know how it was. Bro, I know, I know. Remember when you had, like, the matching one? You had, like, the what were the Garanimals? Where you had, like, the matching zebra with the other matching zebra? Oh. That's how you knew oh. the, the two went together? So here's the thing, man. I didn't – we come from little different backgrounds, man, because I didn't really get the I, – I didn't get the name brand stuff. So <laughs> even Garanimals, I, I don't know nothing about those. Mine was the, the knockoff. Uh, I don't know, a subliminal animal. Oh, bro, let's be clear. I had to knock off also. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Polo. I had Hunter's Run. Y'all don't remember the JCPenney brand, Hunter's Run. Whoa. Yes. No, I do not. Yeah, 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 dog. That's 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 what your boy had, right? So I, I'm with you. I get it. That's My parents didn't believe in, in name brands. They just believed in clothes. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, uh, one of the reasons that, that Nick and I vibe so much is because our journeys are so similar. And that's one of, one of the things I want to get into. Hey, and, and, and by the way, guys, again, we're here kicking it at the, the, the King and Duke, having great drinks. And my friend Dustin Bohack has just walked in the door and come from Rebecca Creek Distillery, a friend of the program. And he's, he's bringing gifts. Oh, small. But Dust, Dustin, come into this mic and say hi real quick. How we doing, everybody? This is uh, Dustin with uh, Rebecca Creek Distillery. That's how business and bourbon gets done. That's how we put it down. My man comes out, brings out the, the whiskey, gifts. and we're going to have a good time. So we're going to crack this open next, Nick. All right? Very good. All right. Okay, so our journeys are very similar. So one of the things that is really intrigued me, Nick, and, and, and what I, I think the audience can really benefit from is you've climbed that mountain, right? There are a lot of folks out there, a lot of entrepreneurs that are like, Hey, you know, aspiring to do some great things, create big companies, have a bunch of employees, all that sort of thing. Like where our paths are similar is you climb that mountain. I climbed that mountain. Yeah. I did it. And, and then we climbed it, came back down and got to rebuild it. Yeah. Right. Um, that is what has one of the things that not only inspires me about you, but I just admire is what you've done. Let's talk this day. Hey, real talk. Right. You know this. This yeah. is what we do in our program. Real talk. Real people. So speak a little bit about your journey, climbing up and reestablishing and building a new brand. So climbing up looks like for uh, for me, I worked uh, in IT consulting for 10 plus years before I even started my own agency. So I uh, started my career uh, as a um, uh, analyst for Accenture, 
and then ended my corporate journey as a por program portfolio manager for United Parcel Services, mm -hmm. uh, doing large-scale implementations, multi-million dollar implementations, and I was great at it. Project management certified, I mean, that was my thing. Um, the problem here is, is that uh, I went to grad school, I went to grad school for uh, marketing and advertising, public relations, and got my graduate degree and all of that, and decided to chase the money in IT. Um, but I really wasn't happy with it, although I did a good job and you know I was, I was recognized for it. Um, I teamed up with uh, a fraternity brother uh, and we created Liquid Soul together. And with Liquid Soul, um, we had an opportunity to create uh, and market uh, film and television campaigns for like some of the biggest films and TV shows you can ever think of. You know, one of the first major projects we had was CNN. They had a show called Black in America back in the day. Mm -hmm. And Turner hired us for that. We marketed all the Tyler Perry shows from House of Pain to Meet the Browns, you name it. And then uh, we went over into movies. So we did a lot of African-American targeted marketing campaigns. Um, then when social came out in about 2008, uh, we began leveraging that, got into publicity and, you know, uh, for years, we were the agency of record for NBC Universal. So I launched, uh, you know, shows such as The Voice, uh, and went over to Fox and launched uh, Empire and Blackish. Uh, so uh, a lot of great work was done. the The problem that I had was that uh, after a while, um, I had a whole bunch of employees, and I wasn't doing the creative stuff anymore. Yeah. And so all I was doing was managing, right? And that's cool, but I'm a creative at heart. And I just wasn't happy or as happy. And in 2013, my father passed away uh, after a long you know, fight with diabetes, et cetera. And uh, at his funeral, uh, everybody uh, that came up to me, he was a professor at Ohio State University for over 40 years. The Ohio State University. O-H-I-O. That's right, baby. Yes, sir. And um, they came up to me talking about how much my father had impacted their lives. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, you know what, I can't impact lives like this. I mean, I wanted to be like, my dad is still to this day my hero. And I'm like, okay, I can't be like, I can't be, I didn't even want to be like Mike. I can't be like William E. Nelson Jr. If I'm out here, you know, just doing campaigns for entertainment companies that could care less, quite yeah. honestly. And so that's when the whole concept of people, I wanted to do something with people and leverage my power for that. And then over the years, it just ended up, you know, where I had to brand myself because I'm like, okay, I want to be different and I want to, you know, do something. And I saw how difficult it was and I said, okay, that's a thing. And maybe I can do that for other people. And ultimately, you know, we came up with Brandpreneur. So you, let's back up a little bit because the one thing I, I don't want people to think is that, okay, you climbed the mountain and now you're on your next mountain. No, like there is a, there was a transition and there was, there's a challenge and there's a struggle that comes with that. So you climbed your mountain. Now, you chose to leave Liquid Soul, leave that yep. behind, and, and start off. What happened next? What happened next is um, November 1st, 2017, I started Brandpreneur officially. And I sat in my room for a week and said, what the hell did I do? Yeah. Because, you know, my whole career reputation uh, had been centered around entertainment marketing and around an agency that I formed called Liquid Soul. And so now I'm starting over again, and I'm no, I'm no teenager, I'm 45 years old, right? And I'm like, okay, uh, I gotta take care of a family. At the end of the day, I got a family to take care of. And I had 
giving myself a window. And I said, okay, uh, I'm going to push real hard and try to create something, something new, something innovative, something different. And I didn't know what that was. And I spent roughly the next eight months figuring it out in front of the world. And figuring it out in front of the world here is, I said, I'm going to leverage LinkedIn as a platform because LinkedIn in 2017, they introduced video and content. And I saw that as an opportunity because YouTube was just, it's just full of video of of some great content curators and it's hard to get noticed there. Yeah. Facebook, Facebook is, I don't even know what Facebook is nowadays, man. It's just, it's just a plethora of just all sorts of stuff. There was no focus there. My client was not there. So I said, all right. They're there. They're just mixed with everything else. They're mixed with everything else. And so I said, you know what, um, there's an opportunity with, with LinkedIn because I'm a content creator, or I'd grown into a content creator. Knew how to create videos, knew how to do images, et cetera. Did and you intend to be a content creator no, when you started? I, no, I didn't. I didn't. I started creating content um, because I was bored. <laughs> like, literally, I, I, I wanted a hobby. I bought a camera, and I started videotaping my family and got into it and spent a year and a half uh, studying everything about I learned how to do everything I know how to do today watching YouTube videos. I studied cats like Casey Neistat uh, to learn how to vlog. You know, even my brand day videos that I do nowadays, that's nothing more than a Casey Neistat video, you know, at, at its core. Shout you know, out. leveraging the same techniques that he leveraged, but I'm doing it for a platform who has no idea what a vlog is, Yeah. right? Um, learning how to, you know, shoot video, that's just trial and error, just shooting people for free and figuring it out, you know, based off of YouTube videos in terms of, okay, this is how you edit, this is how you do it, and, and focusing there. But I did it for my family, then I did it for my agency because I wanted to hone my skills, and then indep- you know, independently I did it for myself with Brandpreneur, and I do it to this day. Mm-hmm. And you are, you're, you're doing an excellent job. I appreciate it. that. And, and what I want people to know is that when we climb that mountain, here's what I tell people, and I'm going to share something that's a little bit personal. This is real talk. When I moved to Atlanta 18 years ago, I would read these articles about, this is, this is right around the time when the housing crisis started and yeah. people are freaking out. I, I remember reading an article in the Atlanta Business Chronicle about a um, developer and this guy pulled into his, one of his developments, it was a residential development, and blew his brains out. And I remember thinking, what the fuck, like really? Is it that serious? You know, uh, and I didn't understand it at that point, right? I, I was I was at the start of my climb. I was down in the valley, like looking up, like okay, I want to I want to be this. I want to I want to be successful, right? I want to have a company. I want to have employees and offices and all these sorts of things. So that was the start of my climb, and so I started climbing, right? Started climbing, started reaching to the top, doing all those things, and and I and I became successful. You know, the way people view success, okay, I was that offices, employees, and all that stuff here's the thing they don't tell you when you're on that climb up when you get up to that top it's scary as hell because now you're looking down and you're like oh shit now you got to keep it yeah so that so i understood i understood at that point so for those that are out there that are like mid-career that we've climbed those mountains and now we're we're either through you were forced out maybe you lost the gig Maybe you had to close a company. Maybe you just chose a different direction. I understand. We understand that challenge. We understand how daunting it is and what it looks like when you have to start to rebuild and, and, and rebrand. And, um, yeah, you're not alone, for one. Um, Nick has done that. I've done that. We're doing that as we speak. 
Right. Right. So I think what's important for people to know is that, again, not alone. You can do it. You can make it happen. Um, and, and it can be exhilarating. It's scary as hell, right? Because now we got, when we started, bro, we didn't have car payment. You weren't driving around Man, in all your please, luxury cars please. and what are you saying? And mortgages and families. I didn't have a child. It didn't matter. Yeah. I didn't have a child, man, when I first started. Yeah. Now, you know, I have grown boy bills. Let me look, grown man bills. Let me tell you something. And the thing about it here is that I've learned, and this is what life teaches you, is that everything has an expiration date. Every single thing, everything you do has an expiration date. The problem that so many people have is that we don't plan for that expiration date. The milk will spoil, but we'll get hungry. We'll go in there, try to get your cereal. And then you look and say, oh, man, the milk spoiled. It's too late. You can't have your cereal, dog. The milk is spoiled, mm-hmm. right? Um, my thing here is now, and my whole mentality is staying ahead of the curve, right? When you're comfortable, when you're comfortable, you get lazy. And if you're lazy, you have nothing to motivate you to push you in new directions. It's all about not where you are today, but it's, it's all about what's next. And dealing with entertainment, I dealt with celebrities. The one question they hated to get the most here is, so what's next? <laughs> Why is that? Because many of them didn't understand their next. Well, you know, well, I'm working on a script and, and you know, this is what I'm planning to do. Those celebrities who were actually stars, you ain't got to ask. You ask that question to The Rock. He wants you to ask it. His pipeline is full. Yeah. You ask that to Kevin Hart. He wants you to ask that. Hell, you ask that to Sam Jackson. Stars don't go to like the C-class, B-class stars. They might shake up a little bit mm-hmm. because they're not ready for it or they might not know what it is. Always be in preparation. I don't care if you're in corporate America. I don't care if you've had that job for 20 years. You should always be planning for what your next is now. There we it's go. It's not what you're doing today. It's what you're planning for in the future. Nick, that's something I've been telling people for years. Like, you know, you're happy with at, at your job, happy with your situation. That's great. That's awesome. But you should always be, I don't want to say looking. It's not that you're always looking, but you're always in a position to um, take advantage of opportunity. And you may not. You may turn things down, and that's okay. But you want to be the one that is in the power role. You want to be in the in, 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 in the, the front seat, so to speak. See, but, th- but that's why a brand is so important. Dig this. You are a salesman, right? Absolutely. Okay, let me tell you something. If you have a brand, if you have a brand, you'll never have to sell. Speak to that. If you have a brand, you will never, ever have to sell because it sells for you. 100. You're not worried about that book. You're not worried about that workbook. You're not worried about that singular product. See, too, far too often entrepreneurs are focused on a singular product that they are selling when they should be spending more time selling themselves, mm-hmm. getting people to feel a certain way about them. Two things. What do you want to be known for? And how do you want to make people feel? When I talk to my son and I ask him, he loves Chick-fil-A. Of course. Chick- Why wouldn't he? We all do. We all love Chick-fil-A has something addictive in it. Yes. That's I was, the only reason why you have lines around the corner all the time. So. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time? Really? All the time. When I ask him, I say, son, 
what does Chick-fil-A do? They make chicken sandwiches. Now, you and I know they make more than chicken sandwiches. They make a wonderful shake, fries, salads, everything else. <laughs> but they are known for chicken. Yes. Matter of fact, they will tell you even eat more chicken. Uh-huh. I even have to hear that at the end of a birthday song. Yes. Right? Eat more chicken. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know how the hell Chick-fil-A got the end of birthday songs, but that's ingenious. <laughs> it right? is. It is. Right? But then I say, son, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel good. How many brands in this world would love to have people say, your brand makes me feel good? Every single one. Every single one. That's why Chick-fil-A is a billion-dollar company, dog. And, you know, I think the lesson in Chick-fil-A is something that we all can take something from, okay? Here's what they did. And when I'm coaching business owners, when I'm coaching business professionals, here's what I tell them. Find something that you're great at and put your shingle on that, right? You know how Chick-fil-A started? Truett Cathy made a great chicken sandwich. That's it. One product. He took that product and leveraged that into, I don't even know how much. Nick, you know how much they were? No, you don't. No one does because they're still a private company. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who knows how many billions? But so... As, when we're talking about whether it's your, your business or it's your personal brand or whatever, okay, make it simple, all right? Start back at, start at the chicken sandwich. Do one thing. Do it very well. Become known for that. And then you can sell, like Nick, you said, their, their shakes are good. They're, they got a they got ton a, of products right now. They got a ton now. of products, but, but, but they, started they started with one. With one and doing that great. So it's quality over quantity. Okay, I, I, I recently had a little... Um, back and forth with a great podcaster out there. He's doing fantastic work. And I said to him, look, you've earned an advocate in me. I'm an advocate of what you're doing right now. And I told him, look, one advocate is worth 100 casual fans. That's what you're doing with Brandpreneur. That's what I'm doing with my businesses. We're, we're building advocates. Um, and, I, and I want people to, to, to keep that in mind. Focus on the quality. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Build advocates for what you're doing. Because advocates, those are soldiers. And be known for something. See, the, the, thing, the thing about it here is, I hear so many times, hey, well, Nick, I don't, I don't want to be put in a box. You know, remarkable people, people who do things very well, high performers tend to be high performers in many different things. And so what happens is they become and they appear as schizophrenic. There, there it is. They, they are all over the place. I'm in corporate America. I want to be a speaker, but I have a book, uh, but I have a workbook, um, you know, but I want to be an evangelist. I mean, it does. I mean, it's, it, it's like all over the place. My thing here is people don't have time to figure you out. There it is. And if you want somebody to sell for you, the classic example, the mechanic back in the day used to do what? Be the mechanic. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the mechanic and the plumber. Mm-hmm. He was the mechanic. The plumber plumbed right (laughs) you know what i mean so i mean they were known for something and so if you needed something done they'd be like hey i need to get my car worked on hey go see so-and-so around the corner he's an excellent mechanic doesn't mean he didn't do other stuff right but he was known she was known for something we've got all these great examples in business that are sitting right in front of us the most, I guess they're the most successful company in the world right now, Amazon, right? right. What did Amazon do for Books. 10 years? Books. That's it. Books. 
And now they parlayed that into everything, right? So start simple. Then I think this is the, the greatest advice that I think Nick would probably agree with this, that we can give folks and you're starting your your branding journey is start simple, become known for something basic. And then once you are known, start to expand that. I mean, this isn't like sage wisdom from us. This is... It's this, proven. It's proven. It's done. Pay attention, right? All right. Here's the next thing I need to go to with you, Nick. So yeah. we, you talked about your son. When you started your journey, you didn't have you didn't have any kids, your, your entrepreneurship journey. When I started my 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 kids were super little, and that's why I started. Like my kids were, I think my son was 18 months, and and my daughter was um, brand new, right? So I figured that was the time. So I, I got a question for you. What do you hope? And I was thinking about this as I was coming in to sit with you. What is it that you hope that your son is learning from you and your journey? Because here's the thing, guys. You can tell your kids tons mm-hmm. of stuff, right? You can tell, that doesn't mean that that's sinking in. What, what people learn, how they learn the best is by what they see, their environments. What do you hope that your son is learning from what he's seeing from you right now in your business and all the things that you're doing? The, the biggest thing I, I hope he's learning is that no one is going to give you anything. Anything you get, you've got to go out there, you've got to go get it. I hope he's learning how to be a go-getter. Mm-hmm. How to be a go-getter. Some people call it a hustler. Some people call it, you know, um, tenacious, right? But to have drive. If there's anything that I want to teach him is to understand what it is you want. I don't care what it is you want, but put your eye on something and then go after it and put everything you have into it. And if you fail, it's okay. Yeah. Now, that's a big thing. Uh, are you open with your failures? I'm, I mean, man, you- I'm, dude, I'm, I'm super open with my, I talk to my son like he is an adult. I've never done gibberish or anything. Like, I'll tell him, you know, he, he sees, because he has no choice. He sees me working all the time, mm-hmm. right? And so it's one of those things where I have to explain to him, hey, this is what an entrepreneur is, you know, and if he chooses to be one, great. If not, that's fine also. Whatever his journey is, I want him to understand what hard work looks like and being focused on something and going something, going after something that's bigger than he is. I love it. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I would just add for, for me, I've got two kids. You know that. I do. Um, what I want my kids to know from my journey or to have learned, I'm, I hope they do. And that's the thing. We don't know until they get to adulthood and hopefully these things sink in. But what I hope they've learned is that not, it's not about all of the material stuff. It's not about all of, the, the, all of that crap, right? You know, that stuff comes and goes. I hope that they look at me and they see a kid that was born in the projects, right? Right. They see a kid who was born to teenage parents, right? And they see what my parents, and shout out to my parents, my parents have done and what I have done um, against all odds and know that anything is possible. And I, sh- and I hope that, my hope for them is that they don't feel a weight of trying to, to achieve at the same level that I achieved, but be inspired that, hey, look, my dad, my granddad, 
my grandmother, all they came from this and was they were able to create and do great things and do and, and, and really be successful in this world. And shit, if they can do it, I, I can do it, too. That's what I'm hoping that they learn that they're learning from from watching me, watching all this stuff that we do because we create like there's listen, real talk, Nick, you know this, you're an entrepreneur. There's a lot of closed doors and those of us with this entrepreneur spirit we go and we make shit happen we create we i the no one was knocking on my door and say hey hey ronnell listen uh you're awesome we want you to be on our podcast no one did that fuck it i don't need them to do it you just I do it create yourself. It. you create i make this shit happen right right and you this figure, is, dude you figure it out man i'm i'm seeing you like literally 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 and i joke with you about it but I'm seeing your setup and how you walked in here. You have a podcast studio in a Kroger bag. At <laughs> 100. <laughs> you have a podcast studio in a Kroger bag, dog. That's hustle. You know what I'm saying? First like, of all, guys, it's not a plastic bag. It's a, it's, it's, okay. it's a recyclable it's one. It's a risk, yes. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a cloth one. It's a cloth one. It ain't, you know, but, dude, it's in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what is it supposed to be in? Let me tell you something. And that's the thing that people don't recognize in the power of technology. Do you know, five, ten years ago, it would have cost you $20,000 to do what you're doing right now. Oh, I know. For pennies. Yeah. Right? And, and so that's why I'm so in love with technology. And I get so angry at people for not leveraging it to their advantage. Right? Technology, it's one of the engines that drive branding right i mean th th this whole setup right here what's the great equalizer now it's the equalizer man um and, and that's something that i've shared in the past you know i've with my uh, sales and marketing business 15 years ago i had to purchase about sixty thousand dollars in servers to accomplish what i could do now for 250 dollars a month subscription software as a service it's crazy so it's if we're not taking like you said nick if we're not taking advantage of it Shame on you. Right. I tell small business owners all the time, look, there are tons of resources out there for you. Use it. Use it. But guys know this. A lot of you out there are not. A lot of you are not. So those of you that are, man, I'm telling you, you're winning. Right. <laughs> you've, got all, you've got a tremendous opportunity. Those of you that are taking advantage of what Nick's talking about and you're using, you're using a company like Brandpreneur to create your brand and to grow your brand man you're killing it because most folks out there are, are they're lazy it is what it is yeah would you agree or it, I, I don't even think it's i don't even think it's, i don't even think it's lazy man i think it is that they're too comfortable let me give you the classic example working at a job the idea of getting fired has never even crossed your mind yeah you go in every day do your work and that's fine that's all well and good remember everything has an expiration date Either it expires within your spirit or it ex expires within the spirit of your employer, mm -hmm. right? But you have to understand that you have got, you've constantly have got to be thinking about what am I putting out there? How are people experiencing me? Now, what do I mean by experiencing you? When you walk out of the room and your coworkers think about you or somebody mentions your name, what are they saying? Like, literally, what are they saying? Are they saying that Ronell, he's a great guy. He's a hard worker. Are they saying, man, that Ronell is a rock star. 
The second, yeah, Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, rock or are they, you know, saying some other disparaging words about you that you don't even know, right? It's all about perception. Perception is reality. Mm -hmm. I've seen people who are transparent. I'm just an okay photographer, like real talk. You know, I, I do great work, don't get me wrong, but you have other people, that's their craft. Mm -hmm. They treat it like art. Okay, I, I, I don't treat it like art, right? I make certain that it's excellent, right? You have to understand your audience, but some of those people who treat it like art ain't making no money, mm -hmm. not a dime. They're struggling artists. There you go. Right? You have to understand that there is a fine line, right? Understand and know your craft, but you have to understand what your audience wants. I tell this to authors all the time. Never create, if, if, if no one's asking for your story, it ain't time to ask. For, don't worry about your story. Worry about getting people engaged with you. Mm -hmm. Right? So many authors are like, well, you don't know, want to tell my story. I want to tell my life. I want to tell my bio. Did anybody ask you for that? And then they wonder why at the end of the day they got a garage full of books. <laughs> Seriously, man. You know, spend time making people feel something about mm -hmm. you. Let them feel something about you. Mm. Hit the emotional string. Get followers. Right? Get people who are checking for you. Well, that's what we talked about. Advocates. Advocates, Build advocates man. for your business. You know? All right. Moving on to, to kind of the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, Nick. So you went up the mountain, kind of come down, going back up the mountain. What's that climb been like? like so the climb is different. So the climb is being and staying small. Ooh, I like that. I don't, it's different I don't, now, right? I don't desire to be big. I've yeah. been big. Yes. Yes, and I feel you. And I desire to be lean. Big is expensive. Big is expensive. Big is not necessarily better. And um, it doesn't allow you to move as quickly. Oh, absolutely. Right? My desire here is to do something different and to be a disruptor. Mm-hmm. I'm a disruptor. What does that mean? That gets, that gets thrown around a lot. So uh, what, what let me that? tell you what a disruptor means. A disruptor is someone who is not afraid to go against the norm. It's like the old man who was like, you know what? I'm going to wear my shorts, my sneakers, and my black dress socks rolled all the way up, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. That's who I am, right? I'm at a point, man. Where Nick, are you walking around your house with black socks and? I am not. I had a feeling you are. Not bro. yet, but I will one day. <laughs> I will one day. I'm gonna be that dude. I'm gonna have this big old belly dog. Oh my god! And some Bermuda shorts yeah. with some white canvas tennis shoes. I don't like that visual, bro. <laughs> I don't like that. But but dude, like literally, it's I, I don't I don't care. I don't think I have to fit into any mold right yeah it's, it's like Aladdin comes out this weekend does it the, the, the magic okay. word for Aladdin and the genie is Shazam um, unless you're not listening unless you're listening to this down the road um, it's not coming it's out not coming out this week yeah yeah but uh, get it on uh, <laughs> stream it Netflix I think so as a matter of fact it's on Netflix it really uh, is <laughs> but 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 when you look at the genie the magic word to get the genie out of the box is Shazam uh -huh. all right the magic word to get your brand and to get you going, is two what? words. What? Fuck it. There it is. As soon as you say fuck it, 
Because you don't care anymore. I don't care what somebody thinks. Yeah. I don't care if somebody judges me. What I care about is the is the thing in my head that I see. I don't care if you don't see it. It's like a Marvel film. Don't leave your seats. Wait till the end of the credits. There it is. Because you're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to hit you like a ton of bricks, man. Uh-huh. Like literally, literally, if more people said fuck it and didn't care about what other people thought, you'd have more, man, you'd have more competitors out here. You wouldn't have so many people doing the same thing, looking the same, acting the same. I think that's one of the keys to, to succeeding, period, man. Like, you know, whether it's big media, whatever it is, if you look at what you call disruptors, and I know that's, that's a big term that's, that's used now, it's people that are not afraid to be counterculture. They're people that are not afraid to be to receive any negativity. You know, you look at the people that are making, making moves, um, to make moves, you have to be interesting, man. You can't just be milk. People got to love you or hate you. They got to feel something. There you go. Richard Branson. Emotion. Richard Branson, you're going to feel something about him, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's wildly successful, but people feel a certain way. Your guy over there at Tesla, people feel, you either oh, love him or hate them. him. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, Bezos over there at Amazon. You either love him. It's like literally a love and hate. Yes, Nick Johnson. He's part of that too. Hold on. Let me tell you something. I am not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. You got people out there like, this dude is so unprofessional. Mm -hmm. But then you have other people who are like, this guy is incredible. People have to love, love you or hate you. Yes. I don't care. But as long as I make you feel something. If you want to accomplish anything of greatness, they do. We talk about Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A has had its share of controversy. Sure have. Right? But they make But you pe- still eat Chick-fil-A. But you Nate. still eat it. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Why do we keep on going? Are we hungry? My God. <laughs> Rodney Bullock, call me. Put me make me a spokesperson, brother. Who's the who's the uh the, the, the president now? Dan Stuart, Kathy. Dan call Kathy. me. Dan Kathy said this, said that. Nick's still <laughs> eating Chick-fil-A. <laughs> hey man, love is love. <laughs> Real talk. We gotta we have a pretty large audience out there and lots of different people and um with that said hey it's all love it's all it's all fun so don't take anything too too seriously you know at the end of the day um we're just talking shit and that's we're what just I'm gonna, shit, that's man. what i'm gonna call this episode talking shit with nick right what else you got for me nick drop a gem on him so we're also we're also big hip-hop fans. Y'all can probably oh see that. Oh, my God, in, I love in, hip-hop. In the influencer. There's a couple. Who's your favorite hip-hop group? Oh, my Hold on. God. Who's, what's my, who's my favorite your all-time, child? Your all-time favorite hip-hop group, dog. If we have okay. the same one, I'm going to lose my mind. So I got a couple of categories, but I'm going to tell you. One, if you had to choose one oh, hip-hop group. Uh, oh, don't say it. So, so I'm going to give you three because I, it's impossible for me. That's like you asking me which one of my children I like best. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to go tribe. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna. Geez, I'm gonna go tribe. I'm gonna go woo, uh, and I'm going to go uh, the roots. There it is. And you? This is why you my boy, dog. <laughs> All you ha- you you could just stop with tribe call quest right there. Yeah, Bruh, Let me tell you something. If you want to know the foundations of entrepreneurship. Looking hip hop. Oh my God! Yeah, cats from the Bronx, from Queens, you know, Long Island, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. that came from nothing, mm-hmm. 
nothing. Influence in the world now. Said, fuck it, created a sound. Yes. Unlike anybody else. Created a style. Had hustle, had grit. Impacted not only a city. Hip-hop impacts culture to this day. Number one selling genre in the world right now. Hip-hop. Yeah. More crazy. specifically trap now. Yeah. Go well, figure. I don't know, man. You see what's going on overseas? Bruh. Overseas? I, I saw something the other day. It was like it was from Thailand. They were getting it in, too. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand a word they were saying, but they right. were getting it in. Right. Political and everything. I but, mean, but the thing about it here is they broke all the rules. Yes. And then they made their own rules. Business. That's the one. Bruh, that's the way you do it. You break all the rules and then you make new ones that become the new standard. Yes. But but you know what? Back in the day, these cabs used to run it. They used to speak. They used to speak. I mean, break the bank hundreds of thousands of dollars to get medallion status mm-hmm. to be a taxi cab. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until Uber, Uber came along. Yeah. Changed the whole game. Yes. Right. I mean, come on, man. It's like you have to look at where is businesses solve a problem Mm -hmm. what problem are you solving if you can solve a problem that is as stephen covey says urgent and important that's the key there you go to someone to a specific audience you ain't got to be everything to everybody i'm not trying to be everything to everybody oh my god yes that's one of the things that frustrates me the most about um you know a lot of folks out there i'm talking to that are small businesses they they want to they want to create a product that that it appeals to everyone. Why? Like, here's the thing. Niches are very profitable. Okay? Be the best. It's like we talked about earlier, the chicken sandwich. Be the best in that niche. And guess what? You write your own ticket. You write your own ticket, man. You tell them how much you're going to charge. And you know what? They're going to pay it every single time. Right. Right or wrong. You're absolutely right, man. Hey, you know what? It wouldn't be a podcast with Ronell and Nick if we did not talk about the best university in the land let's talk about ohio state for a minute the the ohio state university yes oh oh that's right so for those of you that don't know nick and i are both ohio natives and um columbus yeah. ohio what city are you repping youngstown youngstown the, the ohio. Yo. youngstown if, thug. If, if you didn't no no. <laughs> no no not that but if you didn't know now you yo what oh <laughs> the my God. that was terrible that was terrible that was, i thought it was all right that was absolutely that was not all right all right so wrong. how so how are we feeling about this football season up, upcoming bro let me tell you something i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling yeah. good man you i mean like, confident but, but you know i'm what? sorry I, georgia bro i'm I, sorry georgia i always feel like like with 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 Ohio State, man, with Urban, the way he recruits, yes. dude, even the backup squad has a backup squad, I know, bro. But he's gone now. I don't. I'm I'm a little afraid there. I don't know what our coaching staff is going to do, bro. And I'm know. sorry for losing part of the audience. Just hang in there, all right? Y'all learn a little something, dude. But the th- the thing about it here is that Ohio is such a big football. Columbus, Ohio. Ohio's such a great state. Don't live there. But it's a great state for great people. It's a great <laughs> hardworking Midwestern. It is people. a football town, man. Yeah. And they take it just as just as serious as like Alabama. Heck yeah. Takes Bama. Ohio State takes Ohio State. Better believe it. And they're never gonna let that team, you know, just hang out there, bro. So I wanna we live in Georgia. So um I, I, I want to go ahead and apologize to my Georgia friends and 
and fans. Because I do not. We, I, we, I don't apologize. We, we we took Justin Fields, and for those of you that don't, that don't know, he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school. What last period? Year, period. Yes, and he's transferred to the Ohio State University. I think because he wants to win a championship. Because he is going to win a championship. I believe so. Yes. Um, all due respect to Bama and Clemson. You guys are awesome, but we're coming for it. We're coming for that ring this year. Always. All right. Always. So now that we lost a little bit of the audience, those of you that are still hanging out, <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, hey, when you guys get into town, get into Atlanta, make sure that you holler at, at myself and my man Nick, the brandpreneur. Nick, tell people where they can find you. I'm across all platforms, uh, Instagram, brandpreneur, uh, LinkedIn, Nick F. Nelson, or you can do hashtag brandpreneur. And, um, you know, uh, do a, a Google, Nick F. Nelson, brandpreneur. And you'll find me. Can't um, miss him. Can't miss me. Can't he'd miss be, me. He'd be shitty at branding you if he can't brand himself. Hello. Hello. But <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. And this is just real talk about Ronnell. Um, Ronnell is a great uh, human being. The thing about, you know, I, 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 met, I met you, man, over, over the phone like over a year ago. Yes, sir. And um, you hit me up and you were just, you know, we were just rapping about, you know, just you know, content, what it looks like, how to do it. Yep. And I gave you just a couple of nuggets, man, just in terms of my own experience. Yes, sir. And, bruh, just to watch you transition and watch you Thank grind you. and watch you build and establish relationships and establish a presence. And the most important thing that's, that has impressed me is your consistency. Thank See, you. See, many people come and many people go. Absolutely. But... You're in my damn feed all the time. You know what? Because you taught me that, sir. Nick said, look, I want people when they wake up, <laughs> he said you're going to be like the alarm clock. You open up your phone, first first face you're going to see is Nick F. Nelson. And but, I'll be goddamn if he's not on mine every day. But, dude, but dude like, like for real. But in advertising, and I learned this in advertising, that's called an impression. Impressions is media. I treat my, as I, I teach everybody, treat these channels that you have like you are a media company because if you're doing it right, you are. ABC is a media company. They have air. Mm -hmm. If they don't have anything on air, they don't have an audience, nor do they have advertisers, nor do they have revenue because advertisers pay to run their commercials on ABC's air against their shows. Your LinkedIn profile, your Instagram profile, your Facebook profile is your broadcast channel. It is. Now, you have liberty to curate that broadcast channel how you want to. If you provide some focus to it, you could attract an audience and then ultimately get that audience to feel something about you and to follow you. Yeah. In, in TV, they call it ratings. In social media, they call it followers, right? And then, just like ABC does with its audience, they monetize that audience in some way. You have the ability to do the same thing with yours just by providing value and then an offer and or an ask. And, and the, the one thing I'd add to that, Nick, is that Stop getting, don't get caught up in numbers. Numbers don't mean shit. Okay? It's I don't, engagement, I don't, I don't, man. There you go. I don't care if you got 
you know, you put out a post, people get, and you get a thousand likes, you get, who gives a shit? What matters is how many advocates, how many soldiers do you have? You know, at the end of the day, if you do an event, how many people going to show up? Right. You know, like, so put out, focus on quality. Folks, don't get caught up in who's liking, who's not liking. Um, it, it, it's, it, it only takes one view to be successful. Just one. That, that one person. Dude. One person that can put you in a, in, in a situation where you can have an opportunity. Right. All it <laughs> takes is one. Dude, you're, you're only one post away from the next big opportunity in That's your it. life. Like, seriously, nowadays, if the right person sees you, I mean the right person for you. Or hears you. Or hey, hears you. Y'all know where you can get at us. Um, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, I'm talking to you. Netflix. Amazon, we're talking Amazon, to you. Amazon, my God. Hey, Facebook, I know you're in the game, too. Hey, you know where to get us. <laughs> the right one hears you. Yes. And feels what it is you're talking about can change your whole life. Absolutely. And, and, guys, that's not just in the media world. That's why this social media thing, this LinkedIn thing, and that's what Nick and I are big LinkedIn. That's where business people are going to do business. So if you are a great accountant, who gives a shit unless they know? <laughs> people got to know you. You mean the greatest accountant in the world. Right. You the, said the, the work alone ain't going to – the work alone doesn't mean – I hate to say it. Not in 2019. I hate to say it. I hate to say it right now. Your work alone doesn't matter. If you cannot show people or if they cannot hear the insights that come from your voice, you're just one more person that does great work that nobody knows about. 100. And, and you know, there are people out there that are listening. They might think that's controversial. No, it's not. You know why? Because 40 years ago, Nick, you had to have your name in the yellow pages, right? And, 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 and be an A. You had to be. <laughs> like, That's why there's so many triple A's, dog. You had to have it, that. this social media, this LinkedIn. Right. This is the new yellow pages. It is, man. No, if you don't want to better, it's better. You couldn't search. You couldn't search yellow pages as fast as you can. Yes. It wasn't. It's it was better. a big. It was a big old book. Now yellow pages is in your pocket, dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, like literally, literally. And the thing about it here is. This is where I leave you. Right now, there is somebody who is mediocre. <laughs> yes, I love it. Who sucks at what they do. Yes. Who Kicking looks amazing online. Kicking your ass. Kicking your ass. <laughs> You're mad. You, You're right? sitting in a corner hate, sulking. Hate, 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 How hate, did, hate. Why did this person get that promotion? Yep. Why are they getting this opportunity? Why are they on this panel? Why are they getting these speaking engagements? I'm better than what they do. Yes. I do great work. Uh-huh. You know why? Because they're spending time promoting themselves. There you go. They're spending time. They don't care. They're showing people what they are doing. Yes. They're not so concerned about what people think. They've said, fuck it. Preach. Preach. Are we in church? No, I don't think you can say Pass fuck the it plate. in church. <laughs> <I don't laughs> think you cannot. No, you, you can't get, get away with that. Hey. With that, man, I think that's how we ended, Nick. That was fantastic. That's how man. I leave you. That's don't let, how don't we... let these mediocre people come out here and 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 steal your candy. There you go. Right? Don't do not let them do it. So talking shit with Nick, don't let shitty people be more successful than you. All right, just because they are better at promoting, promote, learn how to do it right. 
holler at Nick. You need some help? You know where to find me. And get out to Business and Bourbon Live. We're touring right now, man. Will you please? So if you don't get out there, you're a loser. I'm just kidding. You're not a loser. But, yeah, you're a loser. I'm saying it. Get loser. out to Business. If we're, in, if we're in your town, you better come see us, all right? I, I got to get a shout-out. What's up? I got you know you know dude I, I couldn't be you know hip hop cats you know when they get on the radio yes sir they gotta do a shout out gotta okay. Shoot, okay so I gotta do shout out gotta do shout out to first of all wifey you know love there you baby is. love you baby there all right uh, <laughs> gotta give a shout out to my son that's my dog for life yes got a shout out to the brand squad Francisco the photo booth man Francisco Brandon the network king yes sir Whitney Olivia Miss Perched the best makeup artist in the world. Tiffany Williams and all of my brandpreneurs out there who've had any done any work with me whatsoever. Guess what? You know what I'm already about to say. You are fucking remarkable and that you let anybody tell you different. And we out. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. 